the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We've been in Ephesians chapter 6 talking about the armor of God. And before we go there, I'm going to take a little bit of a side road real quickly and make a little commentary, one that you've heard from me before, but it relates. And that is, have you ever noticed in in the world, both Christian and non-Christian people, how many of them, all of the people that you see, in fact, seem to be desperate for some sense of belonging and identity to the point that they will embrace the most bizarre identities. I mean, in the grocery store, I see women who want to be men, and in a restaurant the other night, I saw a man, a young man that desperately wants to be a woman. Even at the expense of what is natural and what is apparent and what is obvious, they will reach out for an identity, for some sense of belonging, for some sense of themselves... Identity is very important to them. You see that in the professional, the businessman, his identity is with business, and he's got business in front of him all the time. The athlete is a great example. He's another one that has an identity in being an athlete, and he knows that in order to maintain that drive, to maintain that vigor, in order to maintain all that he's got going, he has to immerse himself in the idea of being an athlete. He immerses himself Even in his off times, he's watching the scores. The truth is that these people have immersed themselves in an identity. In order to reinforce that identity, they immerse themselves both in music, in their their associations, in everything they do, they immerse themselves in it in order to reinforce what they want to belong to. And the interesting thing is that we're made for God, so we know that none of that stuff is going to work. Christians even know, but they they get dissatisfied with the idea of being Christian because they've been raised with the idea of being a Christian in their own strength. And so therefore that disillusions them. You say, Todd, where are we going with this? Because I thought we were going to talk about the armor of God. Well, we are. The whole front part of Ephesians... 
Paul is constantly telling us who we are in Christ. The riches we have in Christ. All that Christ has given us in His life and all that He has given us through His life. And and what a wonderful thing it is to have Christ as life. He talks to the Ephesians and He reinforces it over and over again. And then He takes it apart and He goes through all the different aspects. And He says, this is what Christ looks like in the home. And this is what Christ looks like as a husband. And this is what Christ looks like as a wife. And this is what Christ looks like as you work and live among your people, as you interact among fellow Christians. This is what Christ looks like. And we go through that and what do we hear Him say? Put it on. Walk in it. Be immersed in the truth of who you are in Christ. Immerse yourselves is what he's saying. You notice he waits to the very end of the chapter to talk about warfare. He doesn't even address warfare until we get to the very end. Because at the very end of it all, warfare is simply about you standing in who you are in Christ. He doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. And this is the truth. You know, one of the things that, that disturbs me about the whole idea of grace teaching, in grace teaching we teach you to know who you are in Christ. We teach you to, to uh, know the truth about your forgiveness, about your acceptance, about you, the fact that you're loved. But let me tell you something. Knowing those things do not make you live a victorious life or walk in the truth of them. Nor do they reaffirm the truth in you just knowing them. It goes beyond that. What we see in the whole idea of protection, the whole idea of warfare, is that the enemy is bent on stealing the truth away from you as to who you are and as to the life you have. Why? Can he take the knowledge from you? No. Can he steal the knowing that you are a Christian from you? Well, he can make you confused on the subject, but he really can't take that from you. But what he really wants to take from you is the appropriation of truth. And he does that through the perception of separation. And here's the thing I don't like about grace talk and grace teaching is that I see more and more people who know all about grace but do not immerse themselves in the Lord. And they do not have a passion for Jesus They have a passion for getting on with life now that they've got grace. That's problematic for us. Because you know what? God's not interested just in everybody knowing about grace. He wants you to live in grace. He wants you to know that it's not just knowing and being able to quote the Scriptures and being able to say the right thing. We have have a whole society of Christians who are bent on knowing what God can do for them and approach Christianity from a self-centered point of view that says, I'm so glad that he's accommodating me in this life and I'm wondering how he's going to help me in this circumstance. Well, now, there is some truth in trusting God and know that he is love and he is sovereign. There is some truth in that. But what is the passion of your heart? Getting on with this life or living for him? This is where we tend to drop the principle and the truth of why we were brought into Christ and leave it behind for knowledge, for understanding, for walking around with a freedom that allows us just to get on with living. Let's talk about the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 
verse 13. It says, Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger, and having done all the crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place. And just by way of review, this is what Paul is saying. He is saying, Now, you have a supernatural evil power that is going to do everything in its power to pull you away from truth. To keep you from appropriating the truth of who you are. So therefore, put on the armor or appropriate the truth. Live in it. Walk in it. Own it. Wear it. Put it on and stay with it on. Put it on not just in the sense you, you have it on if you're in Christ, but putting it on in the sense of owning it of standing in it of believing it by faith your protection or your armor is to appropriate the truth to renew your soul with the reality of who you are the only way you're going to stand your ground against the enemy is if you insist on rooting your soul in truth if you insist on renewing your soul in the truth of who you are and all that Christ is to you, your identity must be in Jesus alone. If your identity is in anything else, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a deception. It's a distortion. This verse outlines our defense. He starts with appropriate the truth of reunion, put on the armor of God, and that encompasses the truth of your salvation, that encompasses the truth of your forgiveness, that encompasses the truth of His love, that encompasses the truth of your righteousness, your holiness, of your completeness, of your relationship. It encompasses everything that you know about your relationship with God. That is the full armor of God. Put it on, own it, and live in it. First point of defense is live the truth. Second, be obedient in what you know to do. Be obedient in what you know to do. What does he say? All of those things that we just went through in Ephesians, from the first chapter all the way even into the fifth chapter, he's telling you things to do. Love one another. He's telling you, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. He's telling you, be kind to one another. Be forgiving. He's saying all of these things. He's saying stand in all these things. Appropriate these things. Well, in the matter of defense, be obedient to what you know to do. In the area where you refuse to be obedient, you are holding your own glory. You are protecting your own pride. And you are giving way. You're not losing ground because God's already won it and He's keeping it. But you are losing your ability to experience the grace and the measure of life and love that He wants to give you in whatever area you've surrendered that to. Paul says if you want defense in your home, for instance, you want, to, you want the enemy to be put off in your home, then husbands love your wives. Don't give ground for anything else. Don't love them if, but love them. Wives, submit to your husbands. Don't give ground for anything else. Don't submit to them because they deserve it. Submit to them because you want to experience the fullness of Christ and His presence and His preeminence in your home and in your relationship with Him. And then finally, stand in faith. 
that's the hardest part for us, isn't it? To believe that God is all that He says He is. To believe that He's actually sovereign. To believe that our reality is not in this world, but in another. To believe that we are spiritual beings when everything around us tries to tell us that we're all physical. To believe that He is enough. To believe that the greatest joy of my life can be Jesus. To believe that He is my provision, my protection. To believe that He is my very life. To stand in faith in those things that says... I will believe regardless of what this world brings against me. I will believe. Paul, I will ignore the reality of these chains. I will ignore the reality of dungeon. I will ignore the reality of the guards beside me. And I will proclaim the victory of Christ, the truth of Christ, the reality of Christ. I will preach it with pen and I will preach it with testimony until they drag me out of here when I move on to the heavenlies that is faith and I will stand in that faith I won't be removed from it now if you do those three things is there any room for the accuser? I don't think there is James 4, 7 says be subject to God so be subject to God resist the devil stand firm against him and he will flee from you This is resisting the devil. Doing those things is resisting the enemy. When you're living out a truth by faith, then you are resisting the enemy. Resisting the enemy is not the focus of our lives. It's the byproduct of us living our lives out in truth. It's not what you say. It's the truth you appropriate for your living. You can use all the magic words you want to try to pull him out of the room. But if you're standing there in rebellion, if you're standing there in pride, if you're standing there in bitterness, he's not going anywhere. He's got a place with you. And you gave it to him. And you've left it there for him. Resisting the enemy is living in truth. And he will flee from the truth because he has no place to stand there. We live in a time when the enemy is aggressive, when darkness seems to be encroaching. But I want to tell you something. We stand in the light and we don't have any fear of darkness. Darkness doesn't trespass on light. It flees from light. Appropriate the truth that you have the light, that you are the light. Remember, this is a command. Put on the armor and keep it on. Appropriating the truth by faith is living it out. It means renewing your mind continually with the truth of your union. It means taking every thought captive. It means not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. It means loving the Lord with your all or loving one another. It means singing praise unto God. It means giving thanks in all things. It means living out of everything that you know that the Father would have you do. Not just knowing that He wants you to do it, but living it out. Appropriating it. Standing in it. That's the armor of God. You see, this is all really part of standing in truth. We do these things not to come into the presence of God, but to affirm the presence of God in us. Let's look at verse 14. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God. He begins with stand. Have you noticed how many times he says stand in that chapter? Well, we just got to verse 14 and since verse 11 he said it four times. Stand, stand, stand. What is he saying? He's saying live it. 
He's saying it's not enough just to know it. Live it. Oh, that doesn't mean that your mind, will, and emotions are going to be on board all the time. But you know what? It's just like right now. Right now, you can get so absorbed in the heat of this building and all that's going on around you that you don't hear a word I'm saying. When the Father has allowed you to come here, that He might minister to you, not Todd, but that He might minister, that He might nurture your soul, that He might affirm you in truth, that He might bring you along through the the accompaniment of all of the lives that are around you. He brought you here for this purpose, but you choose. And it doesn't mean it's not hot. And it doesn't mean there isn't something else going around you. And it doesn't mean that they're in the fly buzzing around your head. And it doesn't mean that your minister's loud and obnoxious. It does mean that God brought you here for the purpose of bringing you into truth. Not giving you truth, you have truth. But bringing you into the truth that you have. Are you living in it? Are you appropriating it? Stand. It's a choice. It's a command. To stand in the armor means to display the armor, to declare the armor, to in fact live the armor. The armor is you being clothed in the person and the power of Christ Himself. To stand is to yield yourself to that union. Next part of that verse is having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. Listen, what he's talking about is, does he say put on the belt of truth? No, he didn't say put on the belt of truth. The reality of that verse is he says, tighten the belt of truth around you. This is you preparing. This is you owning. This is you taking truth and recognizing that you are surrounded in truth. Recognizing that you are held by truth. Recognizing that you are supported by truth. And standing in truth. The truth of the belt is that it held everything else in place. The truth of the belt is that the belt held everything that you carried into battle. The belt held all the other armor in place with the exception of the helmet. The belt, truth, is what holds us in place. Truth is what holds us in place and what holds together all that we know and believe and embrace about our Savior. Truth holds it. We are to stand in truth. And he says, tighten that around you. That means acknowledge that it's there and embrace it and pull it into yourself and immerse yourself in it. Immerse yourself in it. I'm not talking about legalism here, folks. I'm talking about opening yourself to the very joy of being a Christian. Embracing the truth of what it is to be a Christian. I'm talking about having a force and a, and a truth of life that is so much greater than this life. And have you discovered yet that there is no other truth that satisfies? In fact, there is no other truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the bottom line is there is no life apart from Christ. Tighten that belt around you. Truth is what supports us. It's the central armor. It's protective. It doesn't prevent attacks. It keeps the believer from being unduly harmed in the midst of one. We know the truth is a person. The truth is Jesus and He is our life and nothing else is our life. Truth is absolute. When you proclaim the truth in this world, you are standing in truth. And you know the world may get up right next to you and debate the truth, but the truth proves itself. Everything that is true will stand. Everything else will fall away. Jesus said, I am the truth. 
He said, I am the true vine. You know, he also said, this is an interesting thing. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know what I've noticed? Is that everything that's not of him begins to rot in my life. You know why? It's not receiving any life from the vine. There's no life going in it. It just rots. And eventually, it'll fall off. Now, I may try to hold on to it, but it's stinking and it's got flies all over it. And I'm the only one that won't admit that it's rotten. Truth will set you free. He will set you free by not being life to anything that's not true. Isn't that cool? You don't have to worry about it. If it isn't right, it's going to die. If it's not receiving life, it's going to die. The truth will set you free. Your life will give testimony of the truth if it sources Jesus. And because it sources Jesus, John 15:26 says, But when the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby comes, whom I will send from your Father, the Spirit of truth, who comes and proceeds from the Father, he will testify regarding me. What is he saying there? Who proceeds from the Father means Father has put within you the Spirit of truth, which is the Spirit of Christ himself, and it will testify of Him. That means that my life will testify of Him. You know that I can live I can live how I choose to live and I can inflict all kinds of pain and, and, and problems into my life, but people will look and say, you know what? The bottom line about that guy is, I don't know, but there's something true about him. I can walk and sit next to somebody on a bus and they will know there's something true about me. But here's the other thing. I can go up to whoever God lays on my heart to speak to and I can speak the testimony of Jesus Christ and regardless of their protestation, regardless of their argument, regardless of how eloquent or how thumb-buzzled I am, the truth will come forth. He will speak the truth. The Spirit of truth will speak the truth. He will bring it forth. Because here's the thing. God's sovereign and He will continue His work. You choose to be a part of it. Paul doesn't say put it on. He says tighten it and he says wear it. He says live in it. Live in it as the truth. And then it continues in the verse. It says, Having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with God. Now your translation may say the breastplate of righteousness. And the the Amplified defines righteousness as right standing with God, which is an accurate interpretation of that word. It is our right standing with God that allows us to stand in confidence of who we are. 2 Corinthians 5.21 This is such a good verse. It says, For our sake He made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through Him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with Him by His goodness. He is our righteousness. 
He is the presentation of righteousness in us. It is the right standing with God that allows us the freedom to go forward in our Christianity and embrace life knowing that we can make mistakes, knowing that we can fail, knowing that we can do those things without any fear, but that the truth of our standing before God is that we never, ever, ever have to face condemnation or rejection again. Now that doesn't mean that he has somehow given up his righteousness and we're just going to go out there and live like the devil and and it's going to be fine. I'm telling you, for the Christian, there's only one source of life. It is Jesus Christ. And if you embrace that and if if you live in that and if you live that out, if you stand in that, then it will confirm and affirm who you are and you will grow in the truth and you will grow in your passion and you will grow in all that he created you to be. But you can ignore all that. And you can make this life about this life. And you will live a miserable and frustrated life. But when you get to heaven, Father will be just as glad to see you. It's just that you won't have walked with Him here. And you won't have known Him here. And you won't have had the sweet fellowship that He intended to have with you here. You've decided that this is better. And it's not. It's not. We can walk with confidence because we have the righteousness of Christ. And you know, if the enemy uses, doesn't want us to realize that. He doesn't want us to recognize it. He wants us to see our failures and our shortcomings and allow ourselves to be condemned or burdened with grief. And the enemy's tactics is to take the reality of our shortcomings and work fear and doubt and unbelief in our lives. And he wants us to believe our standing in God is based on what we do or have done or will do. And when we fail or sin, he wants us to believe that we lose our standing with God. And this allows the enemy to put upon us and effect in us the perception of separation. And we acknowledge him in a cordiality and we acknowledge him as being God, but not being life. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.